pandemic of violence floods the streets of major cities as cases of the media dubbed murder virus, MV20 soar, causing those infected to go on killing sprees. Caught in the middle, police detective Angela Miller finds her only trustworthy ally in the self-proclaimed psychic PI, Gerald Henry. As the two try to navigate the violence, they are drawn into new age guru, Abra Mellon Harvest's plot to heal the planet. Harvest's missive? The world is sick, and humanity is the infection. The cure? Murder. From the twisted mind of Sean C. Baker, author of A Collection of Desires, and Shadowplay in Book One, Kim and Jesse, comes his most vicious novel yet, Murder Virus. Available where books are sold. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Horror Vision Horror Podcast. My name is Sean. I am Arthritic Anthony. And I am Typhoid Tori. Oh, nice. Ooh. Nice. Yikes. Monkeypox. Monkeypox. <laughs> typhoid Tori, that's close to Typhoid Mary, one of Daredevil's uh, most um, lascivious villains he loves her but she wants to kill him but he still loves her i've had exes like that huh yeah, yeah. That relationships like that. yeah <laughs> that's all of sean's exes <laughs> yeah close pretty fucking close so guys tori good to have you back um Woo! i can only imagine you have you have watched a lot of stuff um Oh my so, god, you have no clue. I, I can only imagine. So so first of all, so right before we started rolling, we were just kind of shooting the shit. I was like, I gotta record this. Um so Anthony, you watched the first episode of Sandman on Netflix, correct? About half of it. Half of it. Tori, yeah. how much of of it you have you seen? I think I'm on episode four. Okay. He's well, I'm not really spoiling anything, I don't think. Um he he got back his helmet. Yeah, I don't think that's spoiling anything. Okay. Um so the the I, I finished the regular season today, the ten, you know, ten episodes, which is almost exactly <laughs> the first six the first six episodes are Preludes and Nocturnes, which is the first trade. Although now, I guess, I don't know. You know, DC and Vertigo, the way they've put this stuff out, collected, has altered over the years. So I noticed the new collections are only four volumes. So I don't know. They're not even called Preludes and Nocturnes, The Doll's House, Seasons of Mist. It's just book one, book two, book three, book four. Okay. So originally the trade, the series, which was monthly, was collected in trades and the first trade is called preludes and nocturnes second trade is the doll's house these are two of my favorite comics of all time and Agreed. Uh, right i mean they're just 
I mean, this shit was written in the late 80s, early 90s. And it is, when you're seeing it translated, because it is, I can tell you both, it is a near panel by panel adaptation with some, there is some changes. Um, but I mean, it it's so ahead of its time insofar as the, there's just so many things that it portrays as far as the way people are with LGBTQ and just gay people and, and trans people and, and just kind of the, you know, what in the eighties, Neil Gaiman or, or Clive Barker would have been writing about as kind of outsider culture, which is now not outsider culture, right? For better or for right. worse. Um, but the, so the, the first half of the season is basically preludes and nocturnes. Then they do the, ep- there's a kind of a bridge episode that is the sound of her wings that features death. And then there is the doll's house and they are, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I know there's a lot of talk about woke casting, which there is. It's Netflix is what they do. They're the ones with lock and key. We don't want to call the town Lovecraft because he was a racist. We're going to call it Matheson instead after Richard Matheson. Well, I applaud you for honoring Richard Matheson, but I mean, he ate babies. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that doesn't, you know what? That's not nearly as bad. That'll come out later. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever but so from what you guys have seen what 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 do you think i'm see i'm not as uh i don't read comics as much as you two but sandman has always been one of my favorite of all time i love the mix of different cultures their myths their legends and then to have it all kind of work it's great and so far i'm only i believe episode four it's perfect like i don't want to spoil anything but if you haven't read it goddamn comics like 40 years old so but the the thing i was wondering how it would translate was the battle between uh him and lucifer and the way they translated it was so amazing and it just yeah Made my little comic book nerd heart sing. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Way do you get to, all I'm going to say is the diner episode is one of my, that's that comic is one of my favorite comics ever. And they fucking nail it. And I just was sitting there like, I can't believe I lived to see somebody. They, they, they do things where I know that they're saying, you see, we're not going to fuck around with this one. We are adapting it. Like we're not, so that's why I'm okay with the changes they made. And there's one big one that involves a major character that's not. <sighs> but it, it's it. I... It, it bugged it... me, but I got over it. Yes, that's a good way to say it. Anthony, what did you think of the of the episode that you saw? I I didn't hate it. I think it's a good introduction to the story. Uh, I I'll be the first to admit I know fuck all about Sandman. I'm sure y'all were reading that while I was reading RoboCop versus Terminator, which I hated. <laughs> so I'm glad, in that respect, I'm glad you guys found something that you loved so dearly, you know what I mean? That's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I remember how shitty that series was. But, um, no, it, it's so far so good. It, it's Stylistically, it's on the head from what I've seen, you know, looking, you know, perusing through the, the various, you know, trades and books that I see at uh, shops often. So yeah, it looks it looks pretty spot on, and uh, so far so good. 
I just need to dedicate more time. To, yeah, dude, you know, I get it. I, I, it, I get it. I get it. And yeah, it's, this is what it is. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's but, right now it's, it's a struggle, man. There's just so much shit. Yeah. And you are way, you have way more going on. So. And I just, I re, but I respect anybody that's going to go out and stay, you know, true to the source material and, and, and really uh, go out of the way to not only impress, but, you know, please fans. So yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm all for that. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to getting back into the show and being able to complete it. I, if you read it too, Anthony, you would you would breeze through it. It is such a quick read because it. I'm sure. Be, yeah. Um, that was one of the ones I used to check out at Borders all the time and ah. just read. <laughs> ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know Borders books, if you worked there, you were allowed to check the books out like a library. <laughs> so really, you were, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the best. <laughs> Borders eighty six forever. <laughs> um yeah uh i can't wait to they dropped that bonus episode yesterday which is the um and so i don't know if it's been picked up again or not i'm afraid to you know like last year cowboy bebop it was another one where against all my expectations i adored it and basically by the time i got done slobbering all over its knob they canceled it so i was like okay so i'm a little afraid especially with what this show obviously costs, but I'm really hoping they pick it up. And so they drop a bonus episode yesterday, which is basically the third trade, which is dream country is kind of more like an odds and sods. It's like in between stories. And I think it's the only two they're going to do from that. And one of them is dream of a thousand cat, or I, I forget if it's called night of a thousand cats or dreams of the, of the carrion kind. That was what I remembered it being called, but I could, maybe I'm, I'm mixing it up with another issue. I don't know. But it's basically all cats. And it's just, it is, you know, Neil Gaiman has gone on to be very, in a way, family friendly. And when you read the first two tra trades of Sandman, it's not. I mean, there is some stuff in the doll's house, especially. Stuff that would there's one thing in particular that would in the diner episode that would never have translated because it would have been somebody talking for so long, so they didn't do that. But I forgave them because I didn't want to see somebody just on screen talking. But there's this whole thing about a character talking about how when she was younger and she'd been, like in college, she'd been broken up with and she was drunk, and next to her dorm was a morgue, and she went in and like saw this like the corpse of this good looking guy, and she ends up fucking it, and like the way she describes it. Anthony <laughs> was always so, like I you know I mean I'm like a freshman or whatever reading this I was like holy fuck this is insane so the reason I bring this up is because there's stuff in those books that like you know later Neil Gaiman's kind of family friend friendliness you would never know I feel like the the cat issue is the first one in Sandman where you see like a more benevolent um writer in Gaiman and it, it's just it's like Tori like you said there's this mix of like fantasy and horror and all this different stuff and it's way more fantasy but in this I don't know man it's just I don't know and cats right who doesn't love cats anyway I'll shut the phone they're delicious ah you bastard um what book was it that he goes to Fiddler's Green in Sandman well Fiddler's Green is the place that 
I don't know. I don't want to. I can't, I can't say anything. I don't want to spoil it if anybody out there. And and actually, you know, so you you haven't gotten there yet either. So I can't say anything. Stay uh, <laughs> but it it is it's well worth your time, and I I can't wait to finish the uh, bonus episode. Oh, I need to finish. That. I'm gonna. I need to finish that. Though. Um. Got so okay. We originally were gonna rally this episode, and we're still waiting to see if Ray shows up. I haven't heard from him. Um, we were gonna rally this episode around a particular movie <laughs> that Tori watched a couple days ago at my behest, and then I watched last night, and then immediately text. I text Anthony first. I was like, "Dude, I your time is so precious." Do not watch this movie. I first of all, regardless of I, how I feel about it, I knew you were. It was just not going to be your movie. It would be a waste of time. You you work long hours. You get home late. You have a, a very small child. No fucking way. I would never waste your time. I know. Like we convent, <laughs> just he wasn't happy. <laughs> well, I believe me. Anthony would watch this and be like, "Can I watch the convent twice in a row?" I'm okay with that. Yeah. So. We're, you know, you know the thing about the convent is, is later on I, I've sat down and like learned to love certain things about it and respect certain, which I, I'm sure I did dump all over it during that the recording of that episode. There are aesthetics to the film that I really do like. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's let us return to the convent for this brand new episode. Episode, not joking. I would, dude. I'll talk about the convent any day. I'm not kidding. I've I, only got one. It's, I've only got one viewing. So I, I, my but I, but I i'm sure i enjoyed it please continue though i'm sorry no 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 go, no go no no that's all i was gonna say about i was just gonna say my love of the convent i could talk about the convent for literally like a day i fucking it's one of my all-time favorite movies i love it so mike mendez yeah. boom um write your thesis <laughs> i just might young lady <laughs> so <clears throat> anthony so, okay, so we're not going to do that movie. We will talk about that movie. I'm not going to tell you what movie it is, ladies and gentlemen. You'll probably be able to figure it out. Um, but we're not going to base the episode around that movie. So we don't have a focal point. So, Anthony, give us something that you have watched and or read and or consumed in some way. Not cast. Well, dude. Yeah. They're so good. Um, no, last night when I got that text from you, I was like, oof. Uh, well, I'm just going to go with comfort food, which is pretty much what I told you verbatim. I'm mm -hmm. just going to go home and, and watch something that I know I'll enjoy. And just on the heels of last week, I decided to come home and watch uh, 2010's Predators from Nimrod Antel. And uh, it still holds up, in my opinion. I I love what they did with um, their spin on, like, Predator Bad Bloods and what they did with, you know, just the, their whole race war thing that they have going on. Um just uh, the overall uh, presentation and evolution of the the Yagyas later in uh, in the Predator lore, I thought it was really fucking cool that they went back and again respected source material, and just you know seeing all the cool tricks and traps that they got, they're just fucking vicious. There's three predators in this one, and they're um, the tracker, the berserker, who's like the main one that you know survives till the end, and then there's the falconer. And the falconer gets uh, slain in a field, in a like a, in, a, in a high grass field, in like a samurai sword fight. And I think I, I, I touched on it last week, where it's just it's literally one of the most beautiful fucking things I've ever seen in my life. But 
you know, that's me because I'm weird. No. That fight, no, no is, is A1, dude. That fight is yeah. fucking perfect. It's beginning really, to end. really well. The only yeah, thing I remember really... about the movie, but I, I like, I love that scene. That was really cool. And then just the way, like, uh, what's his name? Goggins. Goggins got killed, too. You know, the guy, he literally reaches into his back and just yanks his whole spine and skull out. Just fucking gnarly kill. There's tons of that in this movie. And it's, I don't know why, it's, I, I guess it's maligned to some degree just because of like how how wacky the dialogue wacky and over the top the dialogue is, but I actually prefer that in this one because you have to give character to your your humans in these films that are just as just as bonkers as the fucking predators themselves, or if not, you know, more more so over the top just to kind of mimic the characters from the first film so that those presences are are much more larger than life and, and likable. So you tend to like majority of the characters in that film. But yeah, it was really cool to fucking revisit and sit down. Again, comfort food. Came home, I had a couple tacos from Jack in the Box, tore the shit out of those things and just sat down and zoned out on this movie. And it's, <laughs> it's been a while since I've done it. And it's, it's still really, really fun. I enjoy the shit out of that movie, especially considering it was a... It's a it's a troublemaker film, so it's under the the Robert Rodriguez like banner. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember what happened exactly, but I think Rodriguez was like knee deep in machete kills or something like that. So there was just no way he was going to get around to uh, to doing that film himself, which I'm sure would have still been just as cool. But I think Nimrod did a really really good job for a fucking Nimrod. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you guys want to know a fun fact, though, about that movie and Prey? Yeah. Hit me. Okay, you know the Predator in Prey? He is wearing one of the dogs from Predators as his biomask. Oh, really? Yeah. So, technically, the, uh, the first Predator movie and I think one, two, and Predators are in the same universe and then they were like let's not talk about predator which i don't like <laughs> oh you mean the predator right the one from like three the years the pre- yeah i honestly blocked that movie out and i'm glad i did uh because it was pretty terrible but yeah that's what the the feral predator is wearing is the the dog thing that's awesome i didn't know i'm gonna have to give which dog is it well you know how they have the um Trackers. So they have the hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what I, I call them dogs because they they were like dogs in in oh, predators. So do I, yeah. Uh, he's wearing his skull or part of it is what he's wearing when he comes onto Earth to hunt. Wow. That's fucking bitching, right? I was, what? I mean, that just and, goes to show also just the the level of care, like all these homages, you know, to the other movies. I'm sorry, what were you saying? And. Oh no! I I just found out too. Screaming Mad George did the original Biomask for Predator. Really? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! That did. Uh, I know. Freak! No kidding. <laughs> just the fucking Biomask, but still, like that is an iconic piece. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't really like horror, you you kind of know that mask yeah. or that character. Wow, yeah, that's all awesome. it Blowing me away. <laughs> Um, I, you know, Anthony, you showed me Predators 
you were still Years in your ago old, now. Yeah, you were still in your old place. So let's yeah. say 2017. And um my here's why I think it's maligned. This is for me, here's what keeps me, and I feel like now maybe I can revisit it in the same way. Like two, I dismissed for years as being complete bullshit. And I watched it last week. I was like, yeah, it's fun. You know, <laughs> I mean, the thing with two, we talked about last week, it's not concrete jungle. I've always had a grudge against it because of that. The thing with predators that I've always had a grudge against. So the thing with Robert Rodriguez, I'll never forget before that movie came out, years before it came out, hearing, oh, Rodriguez, before he was anybody, wrote this script for a sequel to Predator where, you know, these how we're, you know 10 people or whatever end up on their planet blah 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 and it and and then late like they come across this person in the third act of the movie and it's dutch and I, I was just like that is the most fucking awesome thing i've ever heard so then years go by and i hear that they're making it and then he can't do it and it just it's like it's lawrence fishburne he does a fine job but knowing what could have been just burns me so much like oh my god but i should put that aside and maybe now give it another shot so ray but the inch so oh, go ahead no no go ahead go ahead talk talk no everybody say hi to ray because i want to say hi to ray, ray! Hi, ray! <laughs> hello sorry so, Lost track no of don't worry uh, An delicious. anthony finish you should be sorry <laughs> no i was gonna say the only lull that's actually in that film is is the introduction to that fishburn character because like everybody takes a break when they meet him everybody sits down everybody gets to you know chuckle and talks amongst each other i'm like okay well you know at some point you've got three of these fuckers hunting you let's get back to it so yeah just that's the only real lull that i noticed in the in the entire film um which is still one of those humps that's still just a little hard to get over but like it's literally like a ten minute segment, and then right after that, the rest of the movie is just fucking full blast bonkers again, which is great. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think the lull would bother me. Just just knowing that it was supposed to be Dutch, like it's just imagine of how course. much how much more awesome would that movie have been? Also, I'm not a big Adrian Brody fan, but may, I don't know. Maybe I'll get over it. I remember hearing he was like the main tough guy, and I was like, "You fucking kidding me?" But whatever. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to think of the pianist as like a big tough special forces guy but honestly i got over it and i just enjoyed the movie and yeah all the nods to the original too i mean it's definitely this it, prey kind of lacing these together with its homages i think is is making me feel more friendly towards them and in fact anthony rewatched something i had never seen before and i watched that today do you want to talk about that briefly anthony Sure. Let's talk about the Strauss brothers, uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem, oh. which is which was very interesting because that movie came out on Christmas Day, and I remember being in the theater with like maybe my brother, <laughs> 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 oh. and I, I remember telling everybody, "Look, I know it's Christmas Day. Fuck all of you. I'm gonna go do this, and you know, it is what it is." And I remember having a fucking great time watching that in theaters while everybody sat at home, I don't know, watching whatever sports is on at that time or whatever. I don't know what the fuck they do. Um, but it was, it was, it was so fun, right? Yeah. That was the, yeah, that's right. Cause I missed the world series that year. 
Wait, is it the Super Bowl? I don't, or the I don't know. I'm just being. I just said the, the World so Series. Am I. <laughs> That's not no, a Christmas so sport. Soccer. No, I'm, tro- I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's soccer. It's the uh, World Olympics of uh, rugby. There you go. <laughs> but uh, no, so this this flick was really interesting because I mean, for anybody in the know, that first AVP was a PG-13 film, and that is one that. I will severely malign till the end of my days. Oh, my days. Um, but anyway, so this movie takes place on Earth and it picks up right where the end of the uh, first AVP ends off with the birth of a Predalien on a ship, crash lands. The next cool part, well, actually, the first cool part of this is there's no human dialogue for like maybe the first 10, 15 minutes of the film, which is great because you're fully engaged in these characters and what's mm-hmm. going on you don't give a shit that there's nobody that's been introduced yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they end up on Yaucha prime, which is fucking awesome. Lava planet. They sent out the wolf predator. The lone wolf is this badass motherfucker. His face is all scarred up. He's missing a tusk from like alien acid and shit. And his job is just to go and clean shit up, you know, clean up the mess that, that happened with this, you know, pred alien and whatnot. And, you know, we get some, pretty basic ass characters introduced with really horrible dialogue which is something that i've complained about in the series many many times over now um but then you know the wolf comes out does what he has to do there's face huggers a kid gets fucking chest bursted like almost immediately yeah fantastic fantastic they got no problem killing kids i'm like yeah let's fucking get all these motherfuckers they do Wait, it. interject real quick. We here Did at Horror me. Vision love a child death in a horror movie. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> it's got to happen every once in a while. Beast 2. Um, Sorry. But yeah, no. The, the... Beast 2. <laughs> this movie's fucking rad. Uh, the Pred Alien is something that I saw in, in the comics prior to this happening in film. So again, source material. Let's, let's fucking pull from places we know is, is effective and let's make this movie work. They went back to rated R. Tons of fucking gore. Yeah. Um, the pra- CG effects are a little dodgy at times, but for the majority, it's all practical. And the stuff that they do use in there that's like real close up on screen is fucking breathtaking looking. Um, Sean, I could go on about this for hours on end. Please hit me. Let me know what you thought. I, I, dude, I'm going to defer back to you, but I'll just say I have never, I had never seen this before. Um, when the first AVP came out, I didn't fucking bother with it. And then... A friend of mine was like, oh, no, like, this is like 20, 2006, seven. You got to see it. They add to the lore whatever. I watched it. I couldn't tell you the first thing about it. I don't remember. Any, I didn't hate it. I didn't like I hate all the aliens are CG, if I remember correctly. It really bothered me, just like the third alien, where it's just like, really? Um, the one question I have for you is, how does this take place where that ends because this is so alien versus predator requiem is set in current day right so whatever it came out 2009 yes. whatever um but alien versus predator was in the future right because lance henriksen shows up at the end of it no, it's it's current day. It's 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 current it day. The future. Remember, so that Lance Henriksen character is actually the person. Yeah, yeah, but I still thought out. he was. I still thought that that person, that Bishop, is modeled after, right? That the synthetic, yeah. uh, whatever they're called, are modeled after. I thought he was 
later. I didn't realize he would be Which is funny. It, you're right, because it's funny, because allegedly that character shows up in Alien 3 saying, no, 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 I'm not Bishop. I'm really this this guy. But at this point, you know, we also have cloning technology. Yeah, that's so a good it, point. So it's one of those things where you, you don't know. if They, they could have just cooked him up real quick and said, okay, go pretend to be uh, Ripley's friend so we can get this queen out of her real fast, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's never really... Directly... In Alien Three, not to interrupt, but no, no, um, that uh, in Alien Three, like he says that, but then he gets that crack in the head. And I think it's from her, isn't it? From Ripley, and then yeah, his and ear is sitting ear on is the stew, and you're like, oh, he's a fucking robot. Like it, you, exactly. you know, he's a he's a synth, and you're like, oh, okay, so he's lying. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but going going back to that, the, the, tie, the it's all tied together. He dies in, in the pyramid what have you okay so he's done he's dead um what ties the two films together is i don't know if you recall there's a scene where um it's right after a, an alien kill uh the predator turns around and there's a face hugger coming out of a vent so he takes the um the i think he plucks the finger off and he scars his forehead i vaguely remember his, that like, yeah with, with his yeah. plant yeah and then so he turns around and gets face hugged so he goes down he wakes up puts his mask back on, goes back to work, finishes out the film, uh, gets brought, remember, if you remember, he was impaled by the uh, the queen alien at, at that point. He dies. Okay, so the ship comes, the elder, you know, gives her a gift, scars her, gives her a clan. Uh, they take off, ships up in space. He gets chestbursted in space, you know, uh, dead while he's, you know, post-mortem. So uh, then the pred alien's loose on the ship now. Pred alien gets loose, turns them around. Well, they end up crash landing back on Earth in another part of Earth, obviously, and then the the film just continues from there on. Okay, I I did enjoy it. Um, the, so the the one thing I will say, I th I mean, it was I feel like all the aliens were practical. I mean, there might have been some stuff where like you saw through like the Predator vi heat vision, like them swarming over yeah. the hospital or whatever. That was probably CG, but. By and large, everything that we saw like taking place, it, it lo all looked practical to me. It looked good. And it's exactly like what you said. Everything with the alien and the predator was great. And I love the environments they found for him on Earth. They used a city in, I think it was Montana or Utah, where it was like um, very forested, right? And so they, they, there was a forest environment. There was a great sewage, like where, you know, the bums are living in like the sewer area outlet area or whatever that was great um then the the power plant and the town power plant and the hospital both of those were lo locations were great the thing with the power plant really made me think and we okay obviously the shortcoming is going to be exactly what you said it's the the human parts but it's not just i it's not even just the dialogue i really wish they had just not done the teenage and I say teenage, knowing the actors and actresses were all like fucking 27. But, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I, I just felt like it, it was such a, it could have been a better story if it was something like the thing where it's like, have these guys at the power plant working all night to, to you know, what I don't know, whatever. That being said, I did appreciate the fact that they did not, perp I feel like very purposely, so it starts with the one character getting out of jail and sheriff picks him up, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, you got work lined up, blah, blah, blah. They didn't go the usual route where, like, people start dying and any other movie, the sheriff would have been like, I know it's you. You come back to town. They didn't do that. 
at all. And there were a couple different kind of interpersonal relationship things that most movies like this would have done, especially at that period of time in the, in the, you know, the aughts and they didn't do. And I appreciated that. And overall, like I got to say, I was wrong to, to just not even bother with it for so many years. Cause I did enjoy, it. I felt like it was, I watch it during the day. And so there's always light streaming in. So that can affect your flat screen TV. Right. Felt like a lot of the stuff with the Predalien was shot really dark. So I never really felt like I got a good look at it. But I, I mean, I'll just watch it again at night and hopefully it, it, it'll be better. I kept thinking, knowing you saw this in the theater, I was like, God, now I wish I'd seen it in the theater. Anyway, that's my two cents. That There's... is my only complaint about that movie. It's so dark. I couldn't see anything. So like, I, I feel like I can't really talk about it because the whole time I was like this. and <laughs> Yeah, Alien 3 is a lot like Super that dark. too. Sorry, I just I love Alien Three. <laughs> hey, I good. I I I want to every like seven years I rewatch it. I want to learn to like it. I don't. Hopefully one you day know what? I will. I love it. I love its potential. I I see what he was trying to do. I understand he got fucked by the studio. I'm in love with the potential, which isn't mm -hmm. healthy, but. <laughs> no, I, I... Uh, but I, you know, I'll definitely check it out again, Anthony. You're talking it up a lot, and I don't remember any of the Predator Planet stuff. Like that's Good. that's cool as shit. I'll rewatch just for that. It's, it's on Hulu. They have everything but the Predator, which clearly I take that to be 20th Century Fox being like, Let's forget that happened. It actually yeah, is because when I went on to go finish the rest of my uh, my viewing of uh, Predators today, it like came up like on the first screen. It was like, oh no 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 no. I, no now if it's on there, I might watch it just to see, just to see. It's, it's if you if you want to put it on as background noise or just you know something while you're taking a dump, go for <laughs> it. It's it's fuck awful, man. Okay. Can so, I ask, uh, just because it's, I, I mean, it, it is on Shutter at the moment, and it's kind of ending, but I just enjoyed it so much, um, and it was my first time watching it maybe a few months ago, uh -huh. and I don't remember. Did we ever cover the movie Popcorn? No. Oh, my God. We should talk about that for just a Pop little bit. Popcorn it's, is fucking amazing. I will talk to you it? about Popcorn any goddamn time, Ray. It's so good. I only watched it about a couple months ago. Maybe I don't remember when it actually hit Shutter, but I, I immediately was like, "Oh, this is a movie that I'd seen." Like as we've talked about before, it's one of those things that you walk in the video store, you saw the poster, you you saw the box art, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder what that's about." Like in it, and I just was like, "Okay, I, I, it's finally this is the opportunity." And I sat down and watched it, and like I said, it's playing again right now, and it's it's fantastic. It's a it's a it's a neat little film because it's like it's like something that is paying nostalgia to uh, to, to to what it's come before it, while at the same time trying to be its own film. Um, it very much to me is like the if you've ever seen Chillerama, I think most of us have. Mm -hmm. um, and that format of like, okay, here's here's this here's the here's the outline story, but we're gonna keep going into these small films, and it's so much fun. Like, I love the I like I actually enjoy the shit out of the Killer. I think it's an interesting twist. I think it's a fun twist. Um, 
kind of came at me out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know about you, Tori, but um, yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. I love the way you know, that they have this whole theater set up and that they're going to... They, I mean, that's the other thing that I think is cool about the movie, too, is that they not... They, they, they made up these films that they were going to show as part of a night for these people. Let me go back. I'll, I'll explain. So for anyone that hasn't seen the film, it is about a group of film students who take over, well, rent the local movie theater that's going to be, apparently be, going to be closed down and turned into like a, um, you know, shopping mall or something like that, maybe even a multiplex. But it's one of those old school, like, you know, big screen, um, a balcony. Uh, Think you know, demons. I was just going to yeah, say. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. A marquee, but, you know, just old nostalgic kind of concept. And they go, well, the theater's going to be shut down soon, but what if we rented it and we put on our own film festival? So they decide, hey, let's do all these horror movies. And they do all these horror movies that have, like, gimmicks attached to them. Like, if you've seen or if you know about the Tingler and the fact that they used to electrify the seats and they would actually black out the theater at one point, you had to scream along with the characters on screen or the um skeleton that would float over the audience during screenings of um the uh the house on the hill or house, house on, on one hill, hill yeah um it, it has those kind of gimmicks so like there's a film called mosquito what that was is one of the films that they're film that they show during this film festival and like it has like a giant mosquito that comes out of the crowd and there's another one that's filmed in like so I forget what the film is called, but it's something like Stankovision, where they actually like put out this smelly, you know, kind of thing that bothers everybody in the theater. And um, the basic plot is that this there's this girl who, without giving anything away, had a traumatic. There was a traumatic event in her childhood that she vaguely remembers, mostly in her dreams, and. Um, a man who was a filmmaker lost his mind and was going to kill his wife in front of a live audience as part of filmmaking, part of his film. It was going to be the scariest film ever. And he had followers. And he um, he was kind of, he, like he was kind of stopped. Let's put it that way. I don't want to give too much away. But, and then they, uh, so now moving forward, that is all that happened in the past in this theater. So that's part of the thing is that it happened in this theater. Um, and they're going, so these kids, one of them being this girl, is going to be part of this film festival and they're going to have this night where they're going to invite people in they're going to show these old movies they're going to show they're going to put these uh, spectacles on and people can enjoy them uh meanwhile there's a mysterious killer who seems to be the guy who died many years ago who's shown up and he's going to basically exterminate the class as the, the inside the theater while no one's paying attention because they're too busy watching what's on screen um 
And it, and the thing about it is that like they don't show these old films that actually exist. They took actors, they went out, and they filmed portions of these yeah. old, of these movies that they then put on the screen. So I think about that and think, wow, these people, that's really creative because they not only made one film that had its own basic concept that was enough of a slasher kind of horror film, but they decided let's go out and make these other three as well. And we're going to showcase parts of them in the movie. And I thought that's, that's, that's a lot of skill. That's a lot of talent. And I think it's a great little film and it's definitely worth watching. It's so entertaining. Um, what Ray is failing to mention, though, is it stars Jill Sholin. We have D. Wallace Stone in it, too. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Um, Kelly Joe Minter. Uh, That's true. What Crispin Glover's dad is in it. Whoa. Yeah. Danny Glover. Is he? Yeah. He's in one of Danny the uh, shorts. Oh, shit. And, I didn't know that. And honestly, <clears throat> I... I, I I really want people to watch it because the main the main guy in it is a very underappreciated role. It's Tom Dillard. He plays a guy named Toby. And he is just so good. I don't want to give anything away, but his performance is just chef's kiss. Like it it's really I I feel like it's one of the underappreciated horror performances. I will wow. go and say it. And Anthony, I, I, I know you I'll know more about this. Wasn't popcorn like out of print for a very long time and really hard to find? So I remember yeah, it being really I'm hard not... to find on VHS. If I'm not mistaken, it's a Synapse release now and it's pretty widely available. I think it's pretty oh. pretty easy to come by nowadays. So if you are looking for it on Blu-ray, it is available out there. Wait. Yeah, that was one of my like holy grails was popcorn and I could never find it for a good price but technology speaking, of, speaking of holy grails i still have one of yours you know oh shit you do <laughs> sorry anthony just collecting dust <laughs> you know what i saw on uh mondo's website the other day and i thought of uh, sean i thought of you first and then anthony i thought of you they have uh, philosophy of a knife the soundtrack on vinyl yeah that's nasty shit yeah i've, ne I've never <laughs> wait i've never seen philosophy of a knife i remember so you talking guy, about you talked about that, this at borders years and years yeah. and years and years ago it was the guy that directed visions of suffering that was his other movie oh someone loaned me a copy of that and i just couldn't get myself into watching it I could not finish that movie. Because, yeah, that's the thing is that everyone I talked to was like, it's hard watch. And I was like, God damn, why do I want to put myself through that? I just couldn't get myself in the right mindset. I don't know if we've ever discussed this before. Okay, so who did I inflict visions of suffering on? Me. <laughs> Ray, no. Anthony, you have you seen Visions of Suffering? I think Suffering? she loaned it to me, but I, but I don't think I have. described it, the way Tori described it, I was like, what the? No, thank you. You know what's <laughs> really, what's really <laughs> odd? Years, like a year or two after I discovered Visions of Suffering, which ultimately 
the first time I watched it, I was just like, it, it's not, I don't think it's uber disturbing, but it is totally like, what in the fuck am I watching? But it just goes on ad nauseum. I mean, it just is, it seems endless. So after the first time, I was, whatever. Um, How long is it? However long it is, it feels twice as long. But the weird thing was, Tori, when you, you turned me on to Blutos Nord in like 2010 or 11, and I've been a fucking diehard fan ever since, but when you first turned me on to them, I used to write a blog on chud.com and I did a blog piece about them. And when I went to post one of their tracks, the fucking track I found, I forget what track it was, but when I went to YouTube, somebody had taken the track, whatever track from the work, which transforms God and used visions of suffering as the fucking video for it. <laughs> I was like, and it's that weird it's like the best moment in the movie where I don't even, I don't even know how to explain what the fuck is happening, but it, wow. Um, anyway, I didn't realize that visions of suffering. Yeah. So there, and it's still, I just came across it recently. If you look up blue Oss Nord, the work which transforms God on YouTube, you will find somebody has put one of the songs up there and used like, you know, bits visual bits from visions of suffering and it's the best parts of that you don't even need to see the movie it's just all the weird like that like cloaked thing that's like through it's all very sepia and it's like in a field of like looks like dried up poppies i don't even know it, it man that there's some stuff in that movie visually that's amazing but it is just not it, i mean it's uh i don't know it's not like perfect. watching a two and a half hour russian art piece yeah in a way <laughs> yeah definitely definitely uh i mean it's interesting it's I worth watching it's once worth go yeah once yeah at, at least it's just check it off of your your list and <laughs> yeah i can't i don't know what to say about that movie <laughs> it is man i don't know I... that uh, it, philosophy of a knife at least has a more of a story okay and it's, it's more linear and you you can understand but honestly philosophy of a knife you guys is four and a half hours long oh fuck that and wow. it it flips between a documentary and a movie and just the way he did it and you're so you're kind of focused on a movie then you go to a documentary and it just it it messed with me too much psychologically and then just seeing because it is based off a true story you see how terrible people really are it makes it that much harder to watch okay. so i i got two and a half hours in and i i called it quits there's only a couple movies in my life that have either made me gag or i had to turn off i think that was the only movie i had to turn off because wow. i was just kind of like oh. okay I'll but hey, yeah, watch one. it. Put it yeah. on for grandma. This vaguely sounds like uh, it's like Men least... of the Sun. I've heard about that one. I was gonna say the other one that it makes me think of is like, um, because you're saying it has some merit. Is uh, I don't know if you've heard about that documentary, The Act of Killing, which is supposed to be a fantastic documentary, but just okay. Like, like destroys your killing, soul. Yeah, active killing is very happy. This you see. It's more, very happy. I feel. 
yeah it, it's <laughs> it's weird um but because philosophy of the knife is just darker in tone period and then you see like pictures it flashes back to what they did it's i don't know it really got to me and then the part that really fucked me up was the um the babies yeah. like how they experimented on the children and i was like oh nope turn it off well so, we may be all about child death here we're there are limits and that you know so while while i can i can appreciate yeah, well, the chest bursting 10 year old or the you know feasts feast two um yeah uh anthony Sorry, bring us up russia <laughs> bring us up give us something happy not uh not men of the sun i'll tell you what i found today randomly Take away my uh, in, a, in a book off i uh i found a couple of trades for uh the 28 28 days later uh comics from uh boom studios years and years ago and it's supposed to be the story that bridges the first film to the second film oh wow so it's uh so it's uh, what's her name? I can't recall her name. Off, Selena. Selena's uh, trying to survive with a couple of couple of people in you know um, London as it's completely just in ruins now. But there's also the looming threat of the United States coming in to just eradicate everything. Also, to, to start over again, which they eventually lose control of in, in you know the second film. Uh, but uh, no, it, it's a. Uh, I haven't read it in. in years and it's really cool that i was able to find these things for like four bucks a pop and they're in great condition oh wow um but uh that's not what i want to talk about i want to talk about something that came out uh this week in in, in comic shops local comic shops and it is the uh silver coin issue 13 hey i'm sorry anthony to interrupt you but can you give me like a very brief synopsis of this comic please well, if you really want to go in depth, you can go back two episodes and listen to our podcast. <laughs> He's so uh, good. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Uh, the comic book is basically a accursed. It's about an accursed object that gets passed from person to person throughout history, and um, each time somebody gets it, it's a brand new story and comes out as a brand new issue. So you're getting something oh. much like much much akin to like the monkey's paw, where they're getting something that they want, but things go incredibly fucked in the end. So it's like the Friday the Thirteenth series. Yeah, some degree. Yeah, some except degree. it's the same <laughs> cursed object every time. It's just it, it, oh, so okay. it, every issue runs. The first issues in the seventies, second ones in the nineties, third ones in the you know what? It's just all over the fucking place. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Okay, it's fantastic. Uh, Absolutely, Anthony. This one really. Wow. Yeah. Um we got some some gnarly shit happening in this one this one takes place with a uh, woman who's who's uh just finds out you know she's she's pregnant she's going to have a kid with this guy that she really you know cares for and loves later on their relationship goes awry um guys kind of like denying that the baby's even his um she's calling him from a uh, a phone booth talking about how like this guy's like new squeeze came over to like give her shit you know you need to stop saying that that's your baby it's very very uh very very trailer trash it does yeah. take place in a trailer park yes. actually yes. which is which is really interesting and um this lady is you know she's uh pouring her heart on hard hard on her heart on she's pouring her heart on um out over the phone oh, <laughs> and she runs out of right 
she runs out of uh, coins and the fucking silver coin comes out of the uh, coin return and uh, fucking chaos ensues. And uh, Sean, jump in, please. I just, uh, like this one, we talked about this in texts after we both read it, where it's like, I think this is actually opinion point for the whole series. I think it's changed the whole landscape of what they're doing. And it did so in a way that a, I, nobody ever would have seen coming and B, I can't wait to see where it goes. And, and the other thing is I'll, I almost guarantee you the next issue will have nothing to do with maybe any of this. And then we'll go back to it at some point. Like it, it I was just like, wait a minute, what there's like a, a logic at play with the woman and her, the curse through the silver coin when she gets it, that is unlike anything we've seen in this series before. And I just was like, I don't, I don't really understand what I'm reading. I love it. It's fuck. It's completely fucked. It's insane. Um, gnarly shit. Like it's cosmic said. horror. It's cosmic, it's cosmic horror. horror. But, but I mean, man, it. wow. I just, I really think, man, I really think Michael Walsh, Walsh knows what he's doing. And I think, I think there had to be probably a point where, you know, this was originally going to go, what, five issues? And then it was like, oh, it's so successful. Like, we're coming back and do another run. And then so now we're, we're maybe with six issues. That would make sense. Because now it's now we're starting the third arc. Or, or it's not an arc. Whatever. Trade. Whatever. Yeah. Season. And um, I think he's like, okay, this, so this isn't going anywhere. You know, it's common for, like, TV shows are like that, too. Where it's like, well, maybe the first season isn't great because they don't know if they're going to come back for another season. But once it becomes popular... Okay, so now we know we have some longevity ahead of us and we know we have a budget. So what can we do? So I feel like he, Michael Walsh is probably like, shit, this isn't going anywhere. So let me like double down and see how I can kind of spread things out a little bit more. And man, I don't know. It it blew me. It literally blew me away. I read it. I was it was the first book I read this week. And I was like, I, 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 I you know, usually I'll read something and then, I'll, oh, wow. Okay. And then I'll read another book. I just like got up and and wandered the house for a few minutes. I was like, "Wow, I got to think about this." Like, I I don't want to read anything else right now. I want to just kind of contemplate what I just read. So that's always fantastic. Yeah, I finished reading this five minutes before I started work. And I'm like, no, I I can't go into work and have a normal fucking day without fucking trying to break this down and trying to. And it it haunted me all day. So that's, that's awesome. eventually I was like, dude, did you please fucking read? Did you read the book? And he's like, yes. And uh, I, I think I I, um, I touched on it before how well, in, in our conversation about how it kind of goes back to Sampanko, I think, mm-hmm. where they, they talk about there being a broader world that we're not seeing it. And I feel like this is the first time we're getting a, a, a glimpse into that yes. dark beyond and and seeing how how vast the uh, this this ugly universe just underneath is and, and how how nefarious it is. And yeah. It's, Fuck, man, give me more of this shit. Yeah. It's disturbing as fuck. It is really, really just, it goes to places that are just really fucking unnerving. I can't say that enough. Yeah. It, it's just, it's unnerving as hell. And and especially after the last issue, and I'm not going to go into that in, in, into detail or anything like that, but the last, last issue was kind of a dip for me. But to see it bounce back with this one, fuck, dude. I, once again, here I am just being floored by this series. Yeah. Uh, Tori. Tori, read it. It really yeah. is good. I mean, the the first trade's like ten bucks. Totally worth your fucking time. Yeah, you'll dig totally it. Totally worth your time. It, it sounds like Absolutely. it'd be something up my alley too. Yeah. 
Okay, good. I really need to get back on to reading something. So this will be a good uh, starting off point. It would be, definitely. Ray. All right, cool. Hit me. What do you got? <laughs> well, <laughs> I was trying to think of something. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, maybe this is where this fits because I was trying to figure out where it might fit. Um, I was just listening to everybody and like looking on Arrow uh, TV and um, uh, I haven't popped on in a while so I popped on and I was just I was looking through the new releases and one of the things that they put on there was and I haven't rewatched really it since the 90s but I remember it being a a weird lush sexy but disturbing film called Meridian oh um, yeah. and it's this uh <laughs> And part of the reason I think I watched it was because it, it's uh, one of the one of the stars is uh, I know why um, you watched it, Per Sherilyn uh, Finn, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and it's this, and I don't know how, how to put it, but it's like it it, it is a uh, it, it's like a modern day retelling of like the uh, what's the what's the thing I'm thinking of uh, 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 um, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But like where she's fucking this beast and like and you know and it, it, it seems to like it, it like comes out and it seduces her and it like it's like this horrible monster, but she she has sex with it. So bonus points, I mean, if you're into Sherilyn Finn and I mean really who isn't, she's all kinds of naked in the film, if I remember correctly. Um, oh you sold and, me, buddy. Yeah, I'm totally <laughs> gonna check this me. movie yes. out because I I, I have this is a I I'll be honest, because Terry's all on me. This was a late night Cinemax watch for me. And, oh God, you're. And I remember. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, and, uh, one of our. Oh, Anthony's oh. doing a hand motion. But um, <laughs> this is like hand lotion. What came on late night on <laughs> Cinemax and like. I watched it because of Sherilyn Finn, and then I remember it being this crazy, interesting film. Like it's it's an, it's an, it's a weird one. Just because I was like, I remember sitting there being like, okay, she's naked and that's cool, but like, she's fucking a monster and that's weird. Like it's mm, I, it you, took me in a weird spot. Like you've sold me so hardcore, so <laughs> hardcore. I get to see He's Audrey. Like... I get to see Audrey Horn naked, fuck a monster. Boom, done. Naked so, in her oh. prime, Sean. If you get bumped, if you get in bumped off prime, Arrow, yes. it, Ray, if you get bumped off, if you're watching this later, you get bumped off Arrow. It's because I just used your ID <laughs> to sign in. <laughs> oh my days! I mean, oh no, my she's not days! Wrong. This is this is 1990 Sherilyn Finn. This is Sherilyn Finn just off of Twin Peaks. Oh. So everyone that was like thinking already that she was like you know hot as shit is now like. If I remember correctly, so, so basically they were like, "So we saw Twin Peaks, and you tied you tied that cherry stem in a knot with your tongue. So could you fuck a monster? Yes, I could. Okay, well there you go. His you know. <laughs> apparently she was hey, like, okay, fine. Let's do this. Pay the broad. Pay the broad. It's, um, <laughs> see, I only remember that movie because it was a fucking. I oh, think it's a oh, full man. moon movie. I believe it's it's I directed by Charles right. Band. Yeah. 
you know, I, and I, I think it might have another name. I think it's Meridian, but it also goes by another title. You're probably right. I, and it's, I didn't um, even realize it was a full moon movie. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think Tubi has a whole channel that's all full moon, you guys. And they have like uh, Arcade. They have Head of the Family, Bad Channels, like all these good ones that are kind of hard to find. Um, Doll Man versus Demonic Toys. Like, well, I was yes. gonna say you're probably right because when you go through and look at what else Arrow has added, like the net couple clicks. Uh, first of all, you click on and then there's Meridian, and then the next thing that clicks on on the headings is Bliss, and I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Wait, Bliss like Joe Bigos Bliss? Yes, Joe oh, Bigos wow. Bliss is on there. So yeah, if you haven't checked that out, people, what the hell? Go watch it. But the next one after that is Subspecies Collection. This is also known as The Ravaging. Um, but this The is, Ravaging, I think that was the other name I knew it by. This yet. says this is on Hulu as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I know I know I watched it or saw it somewhere not too long. It might I think it's on 2B2. But it, it it really is it, it, it's a good movie, Probably Sean. I, not just the yeah. two reasons why Ray loves it so much, but <laughs> regardless of how good it is, which I I believe you, it is good. I will love it for Naked Sherilyn Finn. So yeah, I may love it for other reasons as well. But yeah, man, wow. she's so beautiful. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> fucking meridian wow ah. so let me tell you guys about uh texas radio and the big oh. beat no um so last week we did an episode uh ray anthony and i talked about prey and um just we had planned to go if if you if listeners if you go back and hear that episode from the beginning i mentioned that we might talk about like nope and some other stuff and um what you didn't hear because i cut out is we got to the end of talking about the predator comic and i was like guys because i had covid i'm like i have i have to stop right now they were both great they're like that's cool i literally like shut down the zoom thing walked downstairs laid out on the couch, fell asleep. It was like 9, 15, something like that. I woke up at 1, something in the morning. Everyone is asleep. And I, it's one of those like, okay, I'm going to be up. I open a beer, feel like shit, sick as fuck. It doesn't keep me from drinking. Um, <laughs> and Because I'm not a fucking quitter. I'm no, an Irish man, okay? God damn right. Take your medicine. So, I open a beer, <laughs> And I put on Shutter TV and on Slashix, Slashix, not not Slacksix, which would be the channel about pants. Slashix. <laughs> um, All dockers. I catch the third act of something called Rocktober Blood, and I am forever changed. I have not gone back to watch the first two acts yet. I will, I think. But the third act of this movie is essentially, it's like a concert performance. I'm I'm assuming that what I gather is the singer in the band died, made a deal with the devil or something, and comes back as, you know, slightly demonic persona. They basically do four songs. Oh, my fucking God. Like, the first song is 
there's a killer on the loose i think is the name of it and there so this this is like 80s right so this is like it's not hair rock but it's like what my friend my friend tim would call butt rock like it's hard rock but there's kind of like a <laughs> kind of like a flashy 80s kind of element to it i wow i fucking loved it i've been in the process of kind of re-engaging with some of the stuff that i dismissed for so long and like oh, you know there's value there i loved all four songs the killer on a loose song the singer's got like this mask on and the end of his mic stand is like a bayonet or something and they have as part of their stage show there's like scantily clad chicks like chained up like you know dancing and writhing and he goes to each one on the choruses and stabs them and the audience in the band think it's like a joke or like it's part of the show but he's really fucking killing them right <laughs> and then like they materialize some chick on stage and she does this song rainbow eyes which is not the rainbow song Every dude, every fucking song, I was like, "This is amazing!" Fucking loved it. I couldn't even tell you. I again, I can only surmise that the plot is what I said. I don't care. Uh, the gore is particularly good. I don't. It just hit the fucking spot. Shutter just added a bunch of these movies recently, like Rocktober Blood, Hard Rock, Nightmare, Slaughter. I don't fucking oh. know. There's, there's a bunch Spider of not black yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. So that um, one started after Rocktober Blood, and I just wasn't. I was just like nothing. Like I, I can't even look at you right now. Slaughter Rock High, whatever the fuck it's called. It, it just wasn't going to be Rocktober Blood. So I just, I was, I moved on. Um. But so you you want what is it called? Uh, Slaughter Slaughterhouse Rock. That's it, Slaughterhouse. Okay. So this guy keeps having um these really vivid nightmares, and at first he's just waking up his roommates. He's in college. He's waking up his roommates because he keeps like uh like screaming as he's waking up, and then they start to get stronger, and as they keep getting stronger, like stuff that in is in the nightmares starts coming out into the real world like there's this whole scene where this girl he's dating and like this school psycho like the, the the head of the psychology department but also who studies the occult comes to him of course. i mean he tells her about his weird dreams and he's like i think it's tied to something that's actually real that happened at the at alcatraz and she's like, yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's just nightmares. You need to calm down, you know, don't worry about it. They both come to his apartment at the same time to, like, to see him. And she's like, you know, maybe he does have something to this. And they smell smoke. They go into his bedroom, and he's asleep. And there's fire surrounding the bed, and the bed's on fire. And then the girlfriend, like, runs into the room. I'm like, she just ran into a fucking fire. That's pretty ballsy for someone you've only been dating for a week. But <laughs> she rolls in, wakes him up, fire's gone. Boom. All uh, Immediately, it's gone. Like, there's no trace of it. There's no burns on anybody. So they're like, okay, maybe maybe there's something going on. Maybe we need to look into this. And he needs to go to Alcatraz because the backstory is, is that there was this crazy general in the... <laughs> I know... I know, I can hear a giggle. Uh, this crazy general 
<laughs> sounds like Conair. <laughs> oh no, The Rock. <laughs> it sounds like The Rock. In um, Slaughterhouse in, Rock. Uh, oh. Just in a uh, post in the post Civil War times, who came across America to help settle the West, and started eating people. And gained power from it, and then he started going after the uh, uh, the, the 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 native peoples, and so they eventually like decide to they need they need to do something about it. So they killed him um, and burned him alive because it was the best way to get rid of him because he was now so powerful and evil that was the only way to get rid of him. But apparently, he somehow was like made had already made his deal with the devil so he could become a demon and he comes and back so, to the power of hard rock well no so then they go they go to the alcatraz and meanwhile there's this whole subplot involving a character <laughs> i'm not fucking making this up involving a character played by tony basil of like you know um Hey Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind, Mickey. Uh, Fame, who plays a rock singer who was obsessed with the occult and knew about this guy in um, his history on Alcatraz. So when she visited Alcatraz, she tried to perform a ceremony to summon him, and that's what started his nightmares because he's like somehow in tune with this guy. But so. She ended up killing herself and her band, but he killed off, he like possessed one of them, killed off the rest of the band, but then she like killed herself to save herself from being murdered by him. Um, <laughs> and she's like, well, ghost on I'm not fucking making this up. You know what this sounds, this sounds like, like to me? Sir. What, what's the character in Little Britain that, where it's like the blonde chick that's like always talking to the teacher, like, yeah, but no, but yeah, but, but she. I know, I know this sounds like what are you talking about? This sounds this doesn't sound like a film. Someone made this. I'm watching it sounds tonight, like by the way. Kind of band mayhem and the start of Norwegian black metal. <laughs> I mean, it's all right. I mean, it's kind of okay. But um, I mean, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the kills and like the way the because once they get there, like of course what happens is the guy's brother becomes the demon. And he starts killing off. All hey, hey, friends. enough of the spoilers there, Elvis. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he's the one that's on the poster. It's literally in the description on Shutter. Oh, um, you've called him Elvis. Okay, enough. Enough of you ruining my evening's viewing. God damn. No, I'm I'm glad you talked about it. I, I might actually watch it. Or am well, I just here's watching? Here's the one thing I was going to say. Here's the one thing I have left to say. Watch The Rock. The no. way that no. Tony Basil suddenly comes out. Cause she's in she's in a couple of dream, in his dreams and she's dancing all weird and I was like what the fuck is this and then the thing that she comes out as this ghost and it's almost the third act uh, or second partway in, into the second act kind of towards the end of it and then in fully into the third act of the film reminded me of um, when I was in when I was studying film um, uh, like screenwriting. And that the like one of the one of the things the professor said is that it's not that common, but sometimes um, a, a great thing to do is to introduce a new character in the third act or in the second act. It becomes crucial. And I was like, 
this feels like somebody like heard that and went like I'm doing that. Like I'm like you know what I mean? Like it feels yeah, yeah. like somebody was clearly instructed by a film professor or something in writing this film and went, okay, I'm gonna take everything you just said to me and I'm gonna commit it to my screenwriting, my screenplay, and it's gonna be fantastic, isn't it? And it's one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, I get what you did, but you follow the rules so formulaically that it's wow, what is this? But it's entertaining. I mean, it is. So, anyway. You know, the person who probably informed them, if you can picture, I can't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look this up right now. If you can picture an Ed Wood, right? Um, there's the actor at, at the beginning. I, everybody knows this guy. He's in a ton of fucking shit, right? Um, I cannot think of his name. Uh, Hold on one second. I'm sorry. I'll edit this out. Damn it. Come on. Are you literally talking about Plan 9 from out of space and the and that ball okay. guy that comes back? No, no. Okay. Movie? So when Ed Wood starts, oh, right? Okay. When he makes his first movie, Glenda Glenda, he goes to the, the producer oh, okay. and it's the actor Mike Starr. And he's eating a sandwich. He's like, I don't care oh. what you make. It's just got to play in nine cities and have a you know a cross dresser or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's the kind of guidance we are describing where they're like, look, I don't care. Just make Tony Basil or somebody show up in the third act and dance. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. probably how that happened. Get that yeah. hot rock bitch to dance. <laughs> Get that exactly. rock bitch to dance. Uh, hot rock bitch. That's fucking great. I want finally known as the hot rock bitch. I, I, I really want to make a shirt that says the horror vision on the back and on the front it said get the hot rock bitch to dance. Yes! People be, people be like hot rocks? Is that oh wait no I guess that's pop rocks. Well whatever never mind. Okay. Uh, that's what we call Oh my oh, god. Man. Ray thank you for that trip down a circuit circuitous highway to hell. Uh, circuitous uh uh anthony what do you got wow it's very dark in my room uh, suddenly real briefly i went out to the cinema last sunday and checked out the 40th anniversary of et which was fucking cool oh, nice. I oh. to see that. so i got to see et on imax and then right after that i ended up going in to go check out that new uh thriller film um uh fall where the two gals get oh. stuck on like whole way up in the middle of nowhere i don't know they go out to like the desert somewhere i the plot's very very thin literally it's like hey want to go climb this pole with me sure all right well it's like i don't know so many thousands of feet up in the air which kind of freaked me out a bit because i have a fear of height so like fear of height so so i'm sitting there watching this and there's like literally times during the film where like the backs of my legs are shaking and i'm like fuck man oh wow and but the movie sucked <laughs> so it's, it was like one of those things yeah but was, if it, it induces if it induces fear if it was actually scary that's something yeah you think it's because it's too long no I think it's because the, the plot's too thin and then oh. like the, the like the reaches they have to go to to make it inter interesting like beyond just what it is is very very um, silly at times but um, I will say this like there were a couple instances where it was just like yeah um I'm kind of freaked because, you know, you know, 
this character is doing something that you know I would surely die doing. Right, right. It's just like, yeah, well, you know, I've got to make this impossible jump now, and because they're all physically fit and beautiful, they'll they'll do it in you know one shot. And me, I'm like, I'm fucking dead. There's no fucking way. I'm dead. But uh, no, I got out to see that one, and you know, for you know anybody who's got that AMC pass, you got nothing to do. And and I'll be honest, like I was in there. It was me. Uh, my chick, my kid passed out and um, one other person. So I don't see this movie lasting the week. Um, I'm, I mean, it's cool that it got a release, you know, in a big chain, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but other than that, um, and the two movies that I'd mentioned prior to that, uh, that's it. But, you know, E.T. still fucking rocks. Let me ask you, with E.T., guns or flashlights? Uh, it was... Fleshlights. Oh no! <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? The, like the I do. The I remember okay. they changed it. Yeah, yeah so, they changed it. Oh Did no! They change... It was guns or walkie-talkies. It was guns oh, that's it. That's it. Walkie -talkies. Right. Walkie -talkies? Yeah. So yeah. was it flashlights? It, is it, it was guns. Flashlights. I'm just kidding. <laughs> was it guns? Did they change it back? I heard they changed it back. I I think it's guns. Yeah, I think it's okay. guns. Yeah, yeah, it is actually because they show them reaching for it. Yeah, it's, it's guns. They okay. brought back the guns. Don't make me get out. Uh, my but yeah, to see that on a, yeah, to see that on on a uh, on a, a you know large you know IMAX screen was pretty fucking cool. That's uh, badass. A lot cooler, a lot cooler than the other movie. But yeah, I'm not not you know a horror film, but you know something that I did uh, that. Uh, I would say it, anyway. I would say there's elements. I would definitely say there's elements, and I would I, and obviously it informed so much horror. Or, or at least genre stuff that you know skews horror. Um, in my, you know, Stranger Things. I, I just, I remember every single sound ET makes in the film. So every time he yells or screams, I would just do it, just, just because fuck the audience. So oh, you're that guy, huh? So like yeah. when, when Gertie is like running from ET, he's like ah, I just, I just started doing it, laughing. <laughs> oh man i i hate humankind so it's like yeah you're gonna hear me do this tonight <laughs> oh my god i hate them all they, they okay, i was going to ask if um uh just to go back to fall for a moment i was going to ask yeah. if that um it, it, what was that film that we watched on frozen frozen not the not the disney film the one where the three kids get stuck in the um, ski lift. Yes, it's it felt like yeah, that's like the, that. Adam, the Adam Green. Yeah, the Adam Green flick. Uh, it's, yeah. Yes and no. It's very formulaic and and in tune with who wrote and did that film. Uh, forty was it forty seven meters down? Because they did that. It's the same team. So when when certain you know notes and, and beats get hit, you're like, yeah, you did this. Yeah, you did this. Yeah, you did this. Okay. You know, and at that point, that's when I kind of start to pull out of the right. I was entertained to a certain degree, but at the same time, I was like, you, you already hit these these beats in, in other films that you've already done. So, well, so they just they skinned it out. and gave it a new, you know, a, a, a new visage, but it's the same movie. But I, I, it's funny, Ray, you brought up Frozen because uh, when you, Anthony, when you said something about, oh, they have to make this jump or whatever, it made me think of Frozen. And, and I, I was going to say, let's just, I, I don't know if we can all agree, but I feel like Frozen is, as far as those, whatever you want to, they're like siege horror movies, but trapped. Not, 
Yeah, I think Frozen yeah. is the best of all of them. I've never seen anything that is even... I mean, an open water was terrifying to me because I have a thing about open water. So I was like, when I watched it, I was like, this is going to terrify me, but I still got really fucking baked and watched it. And, and I was like, oh my God. But Frozen is something else, man. Like, I can only hope... I can, o- I can only hope that at some point Somebody was like, oh, you know, the kids are going to watch Frozen tonight, you know, so I rented it and I'll just hit play and I can go hang out in the office. (laughs) And they came out an hour and 40 minutes later and the kids were just like, because they they rented the wrong. I was that kid. I was that kid, Sean. I was that kid. Good. You want to talk about it, Anthony? <laughs> we uh, we watched it at your place, didn't we? Yeah, we watched it because yeah. who was your friend that was from out of town that brought that with them? Bigness. Bigness. I think Bigness. Tori, were you there at that screening? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty eleven. Yes. We watched um, Satan hates you, Frozen. I think you guys did Night of the Leap is after I fell asleep. Um, I yeah. yes, I watched Splinter. We watched a shit ton yeah, of movies. We we pulled a long haul. Yeah, that yeah, was good. That was a good time. I still, yeah, Splinter. I haven't watched that in a while. That's a great one. Yeah, it is. Man. I need to talk about Siege Horror. <laughs> I, I think I kept making comments during Frozen, and everyone was like, fuck, I want Ray around if I've ever get stuck in any kind of survivalist oh, dude, that fucking horror movie. thing. Because he that knows what to do. Me up. Cause I mean, like, I think it went, well, I remember when the guy was like, I'm going to leap to the ground. And I was like, better. Better, better tuck and roll or something because you're gonna break those, you're gonna bust those knees or break those ankles, man. You're gonna get fucked up. Yeah. And, and everybody was like, "How do you know?" And I'm like, "It's snow." He thinks it's soft, but it's yeah, snow. right. He's gonna hit it. He's gonna break his leg. And sure enough, oh, and then he, then the wolves come along and eat him. And I was like, "Yep, told you, told you." Got wow. roll. Thanks roll. for thanks for ruining Frozen for everybody. Yeah. Gee, no. <laughs> And then they sing that well, song. Not at my yeah, you then the snowman comes out. Sit down and watch the movie. I apologize. So okay, I think I think we should wrap. A, I'd like to do. A, I don't even think we've touched. We haven't even scratched. I haven't even watched that much, and I haven't. This is fantastic. Um, but I would like everybody to go around and give one recommendation of something streaming to the audience. Just say I think you should watch this brief synopsis or brief reason why and where they can watch it uh start with tori oh fuck uh sorry <laughs> wait skip go somewhere else okay here i'm gonna start the octagon from 1980 with chuck norris is on prime video you're fucking welcome. I did not expect that. You are fucking welcome. It's not horror. I don't give a fuck. It is awesome. It is ninjas. And it is also a Chuck Norris martial arts movie that very clearly he was trying for something different, like a mystery in a way, because there's like a whole B plot with like them training ninjas in the desert. And they cut to that randomly just so that the audience has some martial arts because the and and he he does this voiceover where it's supposed to be him thinking, and it's like, not him, not him, not him. I don't know what he thinks, what he thinks. What... And it sounds like Frank Zappa in Joe's Garage, the Central Scrutinizer. It sounds exactly like the Central Scrutinizer. I was dying, but it's fucking awesome. Done. Who's next? Oh my god, I did not expect that from you, Lemon Shaw. Oh, so good. Oh wow! Um, fuck. 
Keep thinking. Anthony, anything. Nothing to watch, something to read. Okay. Go buy the new uh, Razor Blades uh, book one with a bunch of James Tinney and shit in it that just came out in local comic book shops. Uh, you can get the single issue that's four bucks that covers just Tinney and stuff, or you can go get the hardcover, which I bought for a whopping 50 bucks and is fucking beautiful. So don't watch shit. Go read, you fucks. <laughs> I, I, that is a nice uh, dude, and I gotta say, Tinian is a shit. So he's proved himself. So good call, good call. I need to pick that up. Ray. Hmm, okay. Well, I mean, since you set the uh, standard there by which I don't have to pick something hard, uh, you know what? I'm gonna say this. Uh, I think I've talked about it with people on this podcast before, but I don't know if I've ever re- recommended it to the audience. I'm Check out Voyage of the Rock Aliens on um oh, on, on YouTube. Tubi. It's I, on Tubi, on YouTube. It's either way, it's free. It is fantastic. Um, it's, it's it's just it is. I didn't realize it until my second viewing of it, but it is it is an homage to the old Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello movies. And it, it, it it's kind of a comedic send-up of those films. And it's the reason the film is so absurd to begin with. Because if you ever go back and watch like Bikini Beach or any of those films, there's stuff in it where you're like, why is this happening? Like, why are they breaking up in the middle of the film? And the answer is because they'll get back together. They're creating tension. It's bullshit tension, but it's tension. It was made for teenagers. And this is an 80s comedic send-up of it. And it's fucking great. Like, you have Pia Zadora in her prime. Craig Schaefer, who looked... I don't... You know what? I'm not gay. But Craig Schaefer has never looked sexier in his whole life than he looks in this Ooh, movie. Craig Schaefer, man. He, he is so shirtless for most of the film. And he, <laughs> has, he has the abs of Jesus. And for Ooh. most of the film, you're like, God damn, Craig Schaefer. Oh, he's I'm not gay, but I'm considering. Cut. He, Twenty he's bucks. Twenty bucks. Looking. Yeah, and he is like gorgeous. And you've got Ruth Gordon in it, and Michael Berryman. Oh wow! Favorite Michael Berryman appears as for no other excuse than to throw in us another subplot: a a crazy, insane asylum murderer that gets out and starts stalking members of the cast include who are mostly teenagers and then of course there's these weird aliens from outer space and they're who decide to form a 80s like devo band and it comes uh, comes up against craig schaefer's band the the pack that are uh very much a uh that's the word I'm looking for. Help me out, sorry. What what, they, what was that called? What, they, what's that kind of rock called? Tony Basil cover band. I don't know. No, no <laughs> that's not seen it. <laughs> um, um uh, kind of like the Stray Cats. Yeah. Oh, like oh rockabilly. Rockabilly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like very retro rockabilly, and it, it, it so like. On one side, you've got these guys that like are in jumpsuits and like they have these crazy names, and then you've got these rockabilly guys that are rockers that are against them. And in the middle is Piazzadora, who's can't help but sing like Piazzadora always sang, meaning that she everything has kind of more of a 
operatic, almost like musical sound to it, but it's fucking great. It's watch it. It's fun. Hey, let let me just Take say, your brain out and leave it somewhere and enjoy the shit out of it. Ray, it's funny you should bring this up because you know vinegar syndrome yesterday. They're like, I don't know, fucking summer sale or whatever the fuck it is right now. They have Voyage of the Rock Aliens. The Blu-ray is on sale for $24.99. So just throwing it out. Anthony Ray is going on and buying it tonight. Look at Anthony's face. (laughs) Tori, what do you got? All right. I have been on a cannibal theme, I guess, of recent. Ooh, okay. So um, I got two movies I really recommend. Uh, first one is going to be, it's on Hulu. It's from this year. It's called Fresh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With oh, uh, Mr. That. Sebastian Stan. Yeah, Winter Soldier. No, his fake penis does not star in it, unfortunately, from Pam and Tommy. But that's okay. We could look past it. Highly recommend it. It's great fucking movie. It was movie. good. I enjoyed it. Really good. Uh, funny in some parts. And then my other recommendation that's Cannibal, uh, kind of the opposite, it's on Tubi right now, is Bone Tomahawk. Oh, I've still oh. never seen that uh-huh. movie. I've seen this before. What? What? Rewatched it. Sean. I know. Sean. So good. I know. To, to, so quote, good. to quote my friend Tommy uh-huh. from, from uh, Heaven is an Incubator uh, blog, uh, Kurt Russell really Kurt Russell the fuck out of that movie. Yeah, I need to see that. He I mean, did, and I loved every minute of it. And Patrick course, Wilson I mean, is in it too. Oh wow! Uh, Matthew it's, Fox is it's in it. So cool! Like it is. It's a uh, it's, it's it's from what I've heard. I remember Brown told me it's basically they remade The Searchers with John Wayne, but through this like intense cannibal scene in the middle of it. Yeah, I forget. God, there was some other movie that I saw about that same time that was set in the old west. And the it Burrowers. Was, um, yeah. The Burrowers. Oh. God also very damn. good. Also on Tubi. That has yes. stars Mr. Clancy Brown. They need more of that genre. More they of like the horror in the West genre, like the wind and things like that. Yeah. Excellent. Really. Yeah. Ravenous. Ravenous is another great, great cannibal Robert western. Carlisle, bringing it back with 28 weeks later. Good call. Good don't call. you don't you dare, Anthony. Don't you He dare. was licking me. Yeah, he Ooh. was licking me. Fun. Okay. If any of you find Ravenous on CD, please buy it if it's re- reasonably cheap. Wait, that on. motherfucker is out of print and really expensive. On CD? Yeah. You have it, Anthony? Wait, you mean? You, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're we're talking about the soundtrack or the movie? The soundtrack. Oh, it's yeah, it's a really good soundtrack too. A, the score is amazing, but it's it's really hard to come by. Huh. Let's snag it up. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, Another, oh. Go ahead. It's it's not horror, but really good show. You guys should watch Reservation Dogs on Hulu. It's on my list. It's fucking hilarious. Did you? Oh, it's great. I'm on the second season. It's funny, sad, all of it. I highly, highly recommend it. Watch it. Um, 
So before we go, I want a couple things. Um, at some point coming up, there's a podcast called Project Exploitation. It's one word. So it's like Project Exploitation, but they've married it, right? So Project Exploitation. And Nick and Dan are the hosts. Really, really great podcast. And um, I know Dan from way back. Him and his brother, Jeff, Jeffrey used to, uh, and, and, and Jeffrey's wife, Teresa, used to run a studio in Montgomery, Illinois called Sacred Cow. No, not Sacred Cow. God damn it. Apocalypse cow. How did how did I fuck that up? Apocalypse cow. Get it? Right? Fuck me. Whatever. Sorry. So anyway, really great guys. Uh, they have a they had, had a group. I I don't know if they still do music or not. Um, uh, roughly enforcing nostalgia. If you could just really stand up, guys. Anyway, so Dan and then uh, his friend Nick do this show, Project Exploitation, and I had talked to these guys about doing a crossover and they definitely want to so first of all i would say everybody should definitely check out their podcast it's on all the platforms um they really like they do christmas evil they do the big heat they do the bird with crystal plumage they do dead end drive-in black christmas like but they do these like their episodes are like two, over two hours long deep dives just really good. So I I want to do an episode with them and we had been working on it. I was going to pitch to you guys before I moved and then my move happened and it just was like, whatever. I haven't even talked to Dan now in probably two months, but um, they actually suggested possibly doing an episode where we talk about the lure, which I know Anthony has seen and owns. And I, I've never seen I own. it. You own. So anyway, so that's something that's going to be. Too. I've been meaning to watch that one. Same. And so it's, that's on the table coming up. I don't know when that's going to be. I got to I got to open the line of communication again, but I definitely wanted to say it to you guys. And I want to say it to our audience and I wanted to pimp their podcast because I think it's fucking great. Um, and then other than that, just like, let's uh, let's do another one soon, because I haven't even told you about how I accidentally fell into watching like Friday the 13th again. Like, how, like how? How many? Why does this keep happening? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and and Beyond Fest has been tentatively announced for uh what is it? Uh September twenty-sixth through October tenth ish, as they said on their Twitter. And I will hopefully be out for all two weeks. I don't know that I'm not gonna go to every screening, obviously. But um since I still work for a company based in LA, I and my boss is a genre movie fan. I was like, I'd love to come out and help you guys. Uh the week of the two weeks. So yeah, that might happen. So anyway, can't wait. So guys. Shit, if that happens, let me know. I will attempt to get two of those two weeks off as well. I'll take my vacation. And we can dude, just, just take them off now. Spend two weeks just going off, going there and fucking watching shit. Just so, take them off now. I just tell you, I don't yeah. know if they're going to limit ticket sales again this year. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, But I, and I don't. I I know they're gonna have the new Argento movie, Black Sunglasses. I know they're gonna have Pearl, the Ty West movie. Uh, there were a couple other things where I'm like, they're obviously gonna have that. They just screened Barbarian, and like, it's a movie. I'm re I really want to see Barbarian, and it's it just by oh, all talking that one, up. dude. That movie looks fucking nuts. Like, talk about something where it's like, wow. I don't even know how you guys thought about like just the trailer. 
tells you so much and so little. So like kudos. And we still have not talked about Nope, but maybe next, maybe next episode, you know, since everybody will have seen, like everybody listening will have seen it. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I see that. I see that look happening. You know, it was fucking great. Loved it so much. Tori looks like she wants to spit in my face. No, you know what? I haven't watched it, but I like to cheat online and read the whole uh, synopsis. So I know what it's about. And you cheated. You cheated yourself. I got to tell you, like we saw it on a fucking IMAX and I was I'll go with you to see it. If you, need, if you need someone to go with, I will Dude. go. I will go. Blew me the fuck away. I wanted to go see it again. Actually, blew me away. Uh, now, okay. where would where would you rate his movies though? The three. That, that's my favorite them? by far. By far, I love oh. all of them. I love all three, but that one, nothing, nothing mm. blew like that. Blew me the fuck away. And now us, I loved in the theater, and I a year later I watched it at home, and I didn't think it would hold up as much, and it was better. So great. Um, nope, just fucking blew me away beyond anything. Like, I, wow, I, I was just floored. So, I, I know the problems people have with the movie. I'm not saying that they're not, you know, it's, it, the criticisms are valid. I just, to me, I, what he does that other people are like, that's annoying. I find super refreshing because I'm like I I don't I don't know anyone else that does anything like this and even if well you know what I need to do a rewatch <laughs> sorry oh what <laughs> that's like getting big, big oh problem. I was like are you scratching a small record are you doing like a DJ stint here <laughs> let the kid that's go no, Ray it's okay not worth that's, it. that's more that's our guinea pig more <laughs> yeah we we know we've met we we understand he has giant it. testicles. He does. Yeah, I heard. Um, yeah. Okay. You sh- he does. <laughs> you should start an Insta- story. Start an Instagram so page for him. Thor's testicles. Smores yeah. butt shots. There you go. Sticles. Okay, <laughs> guys. <laughs> I love. <laughs> no, I love you. You know what? I'd like to do a second viewing of the film, and then we can go into it because. Uh, honestly, you know what I'd like to do if we're going to talk about it, bring in those, bring in the things that people said. I want to hear them. I want to know I w- okay, the problems that people have had, the things that people have been like, I don't get this. Or like, why did he do that? I'd love to hear those things and then think about them and respond to them. Yeah. Well, at some point, I feel like when all four of us have seen it, um, and, and I, you know, Anthony, I know again, like, I don't know how you, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. How you I'll feel do about... it. I'll take one for the team. I'll okay. take one for the team. But I, I would <laughs> love for the, like, if all of us seen it to just do an episode that's full spoiler or at least part of an episode and just talk about all that stuff. Cause I will take a hot one in the eyes for you guys. I... Yeah. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to my world, Anthony. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I was kidding. Sorry, would Mom. it make you feel better, Anthony, if I if I if I like offered to take you like on a mandate? We're like, you know, we went and like I got maybe got you some lunch, and then we can go see the movie. Yeah, you ever seen uh, uh what's phenomenal fee? Yeah, if you've ever seen Diner, Anthony Ray is going to do the thing where he makes a hole in the bottom of the popcorn thing and puts his dick in it, and then he's like, oh, you want some popcorn? 
I I know because he we we, we I've been down this road before. That's how they met. <laughs> yeah, it it is it is it is exactly how we met. So all right, guys, that was uh, episode ninety-one. I think so. Something yeah. ninety-one. Yeah, ninety-one. Tori, welcome back. We love you. We miss you. And Woo, I love you guys too. To our, so looking forward to our future with you. Let's let's do another one soon, and uh, just uh, you know, keep Rocktober and blood. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Oh, don't yeah. testicles. Oh my god. Oh, oh my he's god. Really cute. He is pretty cute. <laughs> All right, guys. Come on, buddy. Show him. Show him the testicles. Show no, him. no. Don't don't exploit your guinea that's, gerbil, whatever the fuck it is. I forget what you that's said. That's the real rock bitch right there, Sean. Is that little guy? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Dance, motherfucker, dance.